out that much. <laughs> Just, uh, it's actually worked out pretty well. I am um, finished with my regular job, like right, right when this was about the, or right when we, you know, scheduled this. So I, I was expecting like a lighter day today and then it wasn't that at all. So it, <laughs> it still worked out. Though. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I've got about, uh, three or four of those a week where I wake up and I'm like, oh man, you know, I'm going to be able to take it easy today. Kind of a light day, not much <laughs> going on. And then by like 10 o'clock, I'm having to reschedule stuff because I'm so swamped. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or like with me, cause it's like, you know, a lot of physical projects. Um, it, if there's something that gets delayed, then it moves into another day of plans, you know? And so it's just constant shuffling and and plate spinning, but that's just a part of the gig. <laughs> <laughs> it's a part of adulthood. No, yeah, really. It's accepting that you can't control everything and then just yeah. moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Serenity now. Um, Insanity later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, man, what, uh, what have you been up to and what have you been listening to and all that? Um, on your recommendation, I've been listening to an awful lot of maple syrup lately. Oh, um, nice. He, he's great to work to, man. Like, yeah. Perfect. Really, really into it. Um, yeah, just, I mean, it's great listening to it, but it, like you said, it's also easy to do other stuff. Um, yeah. And plus yeah. every once in a while, there's a beat that really just, it sounds like something that like a tribe called quest would rap over. And I'm, Oh yeah. I'm a hundred percent for that. So, <laughs> well, that's um, why I, I love, um, his music. And, um, I've had, um, an artist on, uh, back in December named, uh, Gregory David. It's another guy you should check out if you, if I haven't recommended him before, um, kind of in the same vein of that, that old school hip hop, but using a lot of, um, other, um, aesthetics, you know, modern aesthetics and, and, and like, I mean, one of the things that they both do is, is really high fidelity beats, but then, you know, they, they run it through a tape machine and really warm it up and give it that kind of old school sound while having these really modern techniques and crazy, you know, effects and, and, um, just sonically, you know, impressive or, or satisfying, you know, um, soundscapes and stuff. But yeah, it's just, it's so satisfying to work, work to like, that's, that's how I found both of them <laughs> was like, uh, <laughs> probably through like some kind of playlist, but then like one of their songs, just like, man, it just like really stuck with me. I was like, I wish there was a version of that song that was like an hour long, you know, <laughs> because I'm just using it to work to and stay focused or stay calm, you know, because I have such a, a up and down day that, you know, I've, I've said this before on the show that, I use music medicinally, uh, with work purposely that way is I don't listen to like high intensity things, high thing, things with the crazy BPM or anything like that. I keep it pretty chill when I'm at my work work because it just, it keeps me focused, you know, keeps me calm. And, uh, yeah, the, those two are definitely in that vein. That's cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> I actually just bought one of his records. I ordered it from his website. Nice. Well, what have you been listening to lately? Um, Hmm. I, um, actually been listening to a lot of vinyl, like physical nice. record, uh, because we, we took a trip to Austin. Um, I guess it's been about a week and a half now, um, ago. Uh, and I found some really cool stuff that I wasn't expecting to get. Um, I found one of Robert Glasper's first albums on clearance. It's a uh, canvas. It's one of his jazz uh, blue note albums. Um, it's a really cool album. Um, 
his uh it's a trio it's like his original group i believe um i think the drummer's name is damien or damon reed um the, the drummer is just insane him and the drummer are just like so fast it's just like it's just mind-blowing um that one's really fun i've been listening to that in the mornings um I'm trying to look over because, like I said, they're physical, so I'm trying to remember what's <laughs> over there. Um, well, we talked about this last time. Um, I've been listening to Bon Iver, um, the title album, Bon because they released a 10th, 10-year uh, anniversary edition. Um, it has some, like, live versions of it on it, um, and I have that. It's really cool. It's on, like, it's, like, all white. Like, the album's, like, very colorful and stuff. But this one, it's like all white. And instead of it being the painting, like the cover, it's like a textural version of it. So it's like 3D. There's no ink at all, but it's all just a 3D imprint, imprinted oh, like version cool. of the album cover. Yeah. And it's a very complex album cover. So it's a really interesting look, like especially when you get shadowed and you can really see the definition looks cool. And it's all white. And then the vinyl's white. So it's just like this. It's just all white. It's really cool. Uh, but that, you know... Um, Oh, I, I recently also got um, Snarky Puppy live at uh, Albert Hall. Uh, that one's really cool. Um, nice. That one's like a recent one. I think it's the one they, they mixed right before COVID. Uh, <laughs> and because uh, they just did a new one. They just did a new recording at uh, um, Deep Elm Art Co. Um, like two weeks ago. Uh and yeah, that was crazy. They did this like, the whole thing where it was like they took over the venue for like a week and and they just set up this giant circle of the musicians and they had it all geared up, set up to record. And then they put chairs, I believe, like on the outside and the inside of that circle. So you could buy tickets to be there for for the date or like early show or the late show for like seven days straight. And they did it. Um, I, I was there. I went there because I did some signs and graphics for John over at Arco and um, I delivered them and installed them for him. I think it was the morning after they had finished that recording session and they were packing everything up and it was just outrageous. Just walking through a field of just, you know, rarities and, and, and just, you know, exalted like musical instruments, just like stuff that's just like billions of dollars and, and played by like some of the best people in the world. And, uh, yeah, that was that was really cool. Um, the one thing I I I regret is I didn't get there earlier so I could see like their drum sets because they already put those down. Because <laughs> you know, they have like <laughs> two or three. Uh, but yeah, super super cool. Um, but that's a really cool album too. Um, but yeah, that's I don't know. And then like just chill stuff like that I I work to. Um, like this guy Teen Days. I've been listening to him again. Kind of kind of in the same vein of uh, that lo-fi hip hop stuff, but little more on the chill wave like synth side whatever uh but yeah you know and then uh i built a an acoustic panel the other day it's like music related um bought some insulation some foam and um trimmed it down and i had a i had some extra wood um and i've been meaning to do this so i i bought some wood to fix something in our attic or to add some like flooring to a certain part in our attic and so i had like i don't know like a three foot by four foot piece left so i just cut it into like a little border and i'm like halfway done with it or like i'm almost done i just need to add the handles really i forgot i'm like <laughs> almost done um nice. so yeah so that's been cool um it really helps with some of the reverb in my little studio here um and like if my if my wife is on a work call or something i can just because it's a big thing it's like a two by three i just post that sucker like right in front of the door and like i can't hear her it's crazy 
soaks up a lot of it. Wow. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't have that wood. Um, <laughs> cause it's one of those things where I'm like, that'd be a good, that'd be a cool thing to do. But then like, it's like, man, that's going to take a while. I'm like, that'd be great. But like, man. <laughs> and so this whole time I was just thinking like, I'll wait for a project to like make it worthwhile. You know, like, okay, I have someone that really wants to make a song. Okay. Like it's come over and I guess I'll have to build that, you know, those acoustic panels I've been meaning to do. And, uh, I guess the wood got to me first. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that and uh i've been jamming again uh, with some friends i haven't done that in uh like a month or so um just been practicing i mean i've been practicing a lot and working on the show um you know getting guests lined up um working on more content and just doing the interviews themselves you know um when you're a one-man show it's it's a it's a good amount of work <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh that's that's the most of it and then uh today's herbie hancock's uh birthday just shout out <laughs> oh nice yeah yeah herbie we know you're listening and we both respect you a whole lot as a musician thank you so much for for having the broad and uh very prolific career you've had and thanks for being a loyal listener <laughs> <laughs> hey who knows someday but uh that, that uh oh okay um just i'll just connect this to a previous point i made um th those are actually two other albums i have physically recently that i've been listening to on and off but i just try not to all the time because I just, there's like rarities to me. So I just don't, sometimes there's like certain old albums, <laughs> old vinyls that like they're in great condition, but I just feel like they're made of like dust already or <laughs> like something. So like, <laughs> I just feel like if I put them down on the table too hard, they'll like shatter or like turn, you know, like in, in Avengers, you know, just like just turns that like dust and just floats away. I'm like, Oh God. So I have like, um, feats don't fail me now and secrets. Uh, those are like two of my favorites of his and, um, I've been listening to those too, but just not, not a lot just because I just don't want to touch them. <laughs> but, but yeah, phenomenal artist, big, big shout out. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, cool. Well, you, you kind of lined up this topic today. Why don't, why don't you ex explain it and start us off How about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I know Sam, uh, Sam and I both missed live music so much during COVID, um, mm -hmm. you know, which is totally unique. We were the only two people who missed concerts, but, um, yeah, we were the only ones who knew they existed, <laughs> yeah, I think. Literally no one else cared. Um, <laughs> but you know, we were, we were discussing what to talk about this week and, and I said, man, you know, I've been thinking a lot about just some great concerts I've seen. Let's just talk about some great shows we've been to. So, yeah. um, it, it was a lot of fun doing, uh, quote unquote research for this. <laughs> um, because, you know, I can remember most of the shows. Um, but you know, I am now just old enough to where like the years start to run together. Oh yeah. So, you know, I was like, I, like I had to, I had to Google the ACL lineups for 2007 and 2008 to remember which oh, yeah. concert was which. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, I, I, I saw, I mean, I've always been a concert person or I've been a con pretty consistent goer, I guess, like since I was like, I don't know, like 17 or something. But those years of like when I'm 18 through like 20, like, ah. Uh, I have no idea. Like I can tell you, like I saw them, but I really can't place like 
the day or like time of year, unless it was outside. Like if it was outside, I can at least give you like an idea, <laughs> an yeah. idea of, of some kind of setting or if it was a festival, just because I have an idea of when that fest, but if it was like a random independent festival, like I probably won't, unless it was crazy cold or crazy hot just because right. that's, that's something. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what, um, uh, which one did you want to start on for you? Well, I will. Uh, yeah. So I, I will lead off with what I still believe is the most fun I've ever had at a concert. Um, mm. And and I mean, it was just such a great show. So in 2005, which that one I remembered because I I had just gotten my driver's license when I went to see this show and I mm. turned 16 in 2005. So uh, nice. <laughs> that one that was a little easier to remember. But um my friend Stephen Nonis and I went to see Ben Folds in Grand Prairie at uh, nice. at the time it was I think called the Nokia Theater. Yeah, I you yeah. Know, I don't know what it's called anymore, but um, um, for those familiar with the geography, it's the big concert venue over by the horse track. So uh, <laughs> yeah, off thirty. But uh, yeah, saw Ben Folds. He was doing the tour that accompanied the album uh, Songs for Silverman, hmm. and. Ben Folds, I learned, is uh, a very interactive guy in concerts. He likes to get the audience involved in any ways nice. he can. Um, yeah, you know, I've, I've, never seen, I've never seen him live. Yeah, I mean, he's first off, he can play, you know, he is a, a piano player, right? But he can play anything. I mean, at one point, he sat down like at the drum kit because it, it, it was just a trio it was a bassist um a drummer and then ben folds on piano and at one point um the bassist and drummer went off stage and it was just ben folds up there and he played a couple songs but then he went and he grabbed the bass and then sat down on the throne behind the drum kit mm -hmm. and started like playing a little riff on the bass with his left hand just just you know hammer-ons yeah. and pull-offs and then playing a little beat with his feet and his right hand on the snare. Mm -hmm. And it was just, I, I mean, I, you know, to have the mental um, acumen to do that and then having the dexterity to do it, the physical dexterity to do it yeah. is incredible. But, you know, when he did the song Army, it, it has a, like a couple of different horn parts and he divided the audience into little sections. And, you know, mm. like the section I was in was like the trombone and then there was a trumpet saxophone section and then like the bass section and you know <laughs> it, it was just really fun but you know That's i was cool. 16 it was one of the first truly like independent things i had done um mm. where i was totally in control you know i drove yeah. i bought the tickets i went out yeah. there i found parking you know right and um just a ton of fun and he played forever i mean it was like a two and a half hour set or something like that Nice. Um, and that's always great. Those are always like the best shows, like when they're super involved and oh they, yeah, like turn or like when they turn the audience into like a part of the the song, but not in like when I say this, you say that, but more like what you were yeah. saying, like this section, you know, this this is E minor, and then they play it, and they're like, all right, now everybody's, you know, like, yeah. all right, that's it, hold it, remember that, all right, and then you, you guys do this, and then like they start the song because like um I see it a lot on Instagram. Um, you, you know, Jacob Collier. Yeah, yeah, him. actually. Yeah, he, uh, I'm seeing him next week, actually, uh, at the factory. Um, nice. And I, I I see a lot of clips of, like, him doing that. Like, his shows are so, like, big and 
vibrant and just like, yeah. And he get, he gets, gets them, gets the audience super involved, man. Well, yeah, it's, I love a good show like that. Um, love a good interactive show. And it was just, it was just so much fun. And, and, you know, I have seen concerts that were music that I enjoy a little bit more. I mean, I love Ben Folds, but you know, um, I've seen concerts where the display of musicianship was more, but I have not seen a concert. I've not been to a concert where I just, just flat out had more fun than mm. that. I mean, it was just incredible. So wanted nice. to, wanted to start off with that one and give a huge shout out to Ben Folds for putting on a show that, um, you know, here it is 17 years later. And, uh, I mean, I can, I can remember, I, I mean, almost every single part of that show <laughs> so <laughs> it was just lying you know couldn't drink couldn't do anything i mean it was just just uh just sober That's as a judge and <laughs> en- enjoying enjoying life from the from the mosh pit at nokia theater <laughs> <laughs> but, nice um, that's a good one yeah um one of my most memorable because i really don't it's hard to pin a favorite um but I, I definitely have ones that are just super memorable. And then, um, yeah, whatever. One of the ones that always comes to mind whenever, like, I would want to bring up, like, some of the unique things I know I witnessed, like, in a concert setting or whatever, is, um, you know, I'm a huge Portugal the Man fan. I've been forever. And um, I've probably seen them, like, six times or something like that. Um, and uh, we saw them... I think it was the fifth time we saw them <laughs> was at Bonnaroo. Uh, this is back in 2013, I think. Uh, wow. And uh, when we saw them, they had, they were touring on, uh, for evil friends. Um, and, and we were stoked to see them. Um, you know, Bonnaroo is like a five day, like camp out, you know, thing. And, uh, and so I think they were like in the middle of it. Anyways, it, we were super pumped to see them and they started to play, ah, forgetting what song I want to say it's purple, yellow, black, and blue. Uh, I can't remember. Anyways, they start playing a song and then they're like, Hey, we're going to get some help on this one. And then all of a sudden weird Al um, comes out <laughs> and, and, and with his, uh, you know, accordion and everything. And they just, do a weird Al Yankovic like remix of a couple of Portugal demand songs. And that was pretty epic. Um, and also like I learned like later on in other interviews that John Gorley, the main singer and writer for Portugal demand, like he, he like idolizes weird Al. So to him, that was like surreal and just like, just as like unreal as it was to everybody audience, like seeing that he, he couldn't believe it himself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and they're now they're good friends, and he's even done a couple of remixes of like their newer stuff too, um, like for a release. Um, so yeah, so that was a unique experience, you know, in my childhood and teenage years melding together. Um, but yeah, that was super cool. Um, yeah, nice. What else yeah. you got? But yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Random. <laughs> <laughs> That's just pretty cool. Um, um, so, um, next on my list and I'm, I'm looking back and I, I know eventually we're going to get to the, the rapid fire. So I'm going to leave some honorable sure. mentions, but, um, so I'm looking at my list and just to, just to have all of these in one area, I'm realizing looking back that 2008 
was a pretty star-studded lineup of concerts for me. <laughs> yeah, serious. So um, I saw <laughs> Steve Miller and John Mayer separately um, at uh, the Starplex, the mm-hmm. Jexa Energy Pavilion or the Smirnoff or whatever Jose it was called at the time. Whatever alcohol it is this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, <laughs> he's like, what country is the is the alcohol from? Is it Dos Equis from Mexico? Is it Smirnoff from Russia? Where is it? Um, but uh, so that was uh, Steve Miller and John Mayer. And it was either back-to-back nights or one night apart. Both mm. were just incredible shows. Steve Miller... Um, which I'm not just a huge like Steve Miller guy. I mean, I, I don't know the whole catalog or anything sure. like that, but you know, he put on a great show and it was, it was a great show, even though I was the youngest person in the audience by like 20 years. <laughs> um, John Mayer, that was my first time seeing John Mayer, I think. And that was, uh, I mean, that's, that was one of the better shows. I mean, probably the second best show I've ever been to in my life. I mean, it was just nuts. Mm. Uh, so good. And when he did the, um, when he did the encore, he, he did, uh, cold shot by Stevie Ray Vaughan as a little nod to Dallas. And so always cool. Plus, uh, as our mutual friend, Brad Fields always likes to remind me, John Mayer came out on stage when the show started, uh, shirtless, and uh, Brad was like, oh, dude, if you come out shirtless, you better bring it and bring it. He did, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, this pretty, pretty cocky move. Um, yeah. But, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's like if you're like a hip hop artist and you come out with your shirt off, I mean, you better bring some some ag- aggression. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like anyone. If you come out with your shirt off, like you you better like be able to bring it. I mean, even like an R and B singer, it's like if D'Angelo does that, he's going to bring it, you know, (laughs) but but it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's true though. Yeah, no, (laughs) I I agree. Everyone else is fully dressed when you're the only guy on the stage, like without a shirt and like, you better show out. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise you're just hot. Otherwise you just think you just, you're overheated. (laughs) I mean, you know, to be fair, this was like July or August in Dallas oh, in, in an Texas, outdoor yeah. venue. So I'm, I'm sure he was burning up. We were a little worried about that show because Colby Calais opened for him. Mm. And uh, she's saying that, um, you know, it starts in your toes. And I, I don't know. It was called Bubbles or but I don't know. Some stupid yeah. song. Um, <laughs> I, well, I mean, just not for me. It's not that it's a stupid song. Sure, it's yeah, yeah, it's a stupid yeah. song. Um, <laughs> in, in 2008, just to continue, just to knock these all out, um, I also saw, I also went to Aust- the Austin City Limits Festival that year, and I saw uh, John Fogarty, Mm. And he was great because he came out and he said, we're going to do some stu- new stuff off the new album, but this ain't one of them. Then went right into Green River and played nothing but CCR <laughs> for like 40 minutes and then played like one new song. It was incredible. Right. Um, <laughs> he knows, fun he fact, knows what the people want. <laughs> oh, yeah. He literally changed gu- guitars every... I mean, he he played, you know... 10 or 11 or 12 songs and mm-hmm. played 10 or 11 or 12 guitars. guitars. Oh yeah. It was, uh, yeah. When that I, was when my I first time. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. It, like, just, I, yeah, I had never not, seen someone do more than like, I don't know, like four guitar changes until 
I saw Ben Howard um, at ACL in 2015. Um, he was touring for his, um, his, I think it's his second studio album. I forget where we were, um, which is a severely like heavy and like kind of depressing album. Um, I mean, you look at the album cover and you're just like, God, what? <laughs> um, you're like, this guy's clearly sad. Um, there's like, yeah. Um, and I love that album. I was also, that's a period of my life where I was going through probably like the hardest, like emotional, you know, like coming to terms with adulthood and relationships, you know, like you're in college and like, you think you have life figured out and then like some new dynamic gets introduced and you're like, Oh shit. Like, you know, I'd really got to get stuff together. And like, you start just taking life seriously. Like that <laughs> album was in my life. Like when that kind of shit was going down. So I, I have a lot of reverence and like appreciation for that album because it was kind of like the soundtrack of my life at the time. Um, and he's one of those artists that I, I, I he, at least he used to be like this. I haven't seen him. He doesn't come to America that often. Ben Howard, he, he plays his, the album that he's touring. Like he will play only that. He's not going to play the last one. I already did that. And so it's one of my favorite stories to tell. And I might have already said it. So I'll try and kind of keep it summed up. Um, but dude, when we saw him at ACL, me and my buddy Nate were like super stoked. Nate's a guitarist too. And and we just, we both like really respect Ben Howard and we're just so excited that he was in America and yada, yada. So we go and see him. And as we're walking up to the stage, dude, there's this group of girls in front of us and they're like really loud. And they're like, I can't believe we're going to see Ben Howard. I love this song and this song. I hope he plays this song. And every song they're listing is like a really gushy, like lovey dovey song from his first <laughs> album, which was a hit. <laughs> and, and knowing how he works, I'm just like, I don't think that's going to be happening, but we'll see. Hey, who knows? You know, maybe he's like, it's a festival. I'll just change it up for the sake of, you know, uh, getting, growing my audience. But anyways, so we, we go up and, um, my buddy Nate takes like a hand from a full of like shrooms. So he's like crying his ass off and out of it, but he, but it's a beautiful concert it is, is, is phenomenal. And, uh, I, I'm just taken back by his, his, his band's proficiency and how tight they are. Cause he has like a, a standing bassist and, he, and oh, oh, but this is, this is why I bring it up though. I guess originally is he, he had a guitar for every song. Every single song he traded it out. There was not one song he didn't swap out a guitar for. And he sat too. So he was, you know, <laughs> sitting there and then he would just hand it off and grab his other one from the roadie and move on. And um, but he was just stellar. But so to bring it back to those that group of girls that right in front of us, when the concert ends, like I said, my buddy's crying and he's like, it's a spiritual experience and it was beautiful and everything. And me and I'm just like, wow, you know, I'm just like reeling from it. Like just like I can't believe that was real and we witnessed it live <laughs> and then the group in front of us turns around and like what the hell was that like <laughs> they're, they're like he didn't play any of them like they were just so like oh like you know <laughs> and then me and him are just like you know it's like emotionally breaking down it's like oh this guy just like bared his soul to us and they're just like that was bullshit <laughs> <laughs> oh man but uh that that was a phenomenal concert um, the same day I, or it was the same day or the day before I got to see Tame Impala for the first time. That was really cool. Their visuals were amazing. Um, they're still amazing. I mean, they're current concerts, but, um, just super cool. I, I don't know. They he sounds just like the record, like the way they perform it is just so tight. Um, that was super cool. 
Um, that was just a tangent because I'm thinking about ACL. I mean, I, I've been to like two or three of them. Uh, like I've just, I don't know, there's just so many great people from festivals I've seen. Like like Kendrick Lamar when he was touring Good Kid Mad City. That was crazy because he was like on the like the wave, you know, like everybody was starting to freak out about him, but he wasn't on the big stage. He was in like the mid tier like stage. Right. Um, I got, to, I got to see the Wu-Tang clan in total, like all nice. together one time that was phenomenal in Tennessee. Um, I got to see Billy Idol like two in the morning about to <laughs> pass out. <laughs> um, and then after Billy Idol, we went to see the XX after, which was a terrible idea seeing the XX at like t- three in the morning or whatever. They like, I like passed out like immediately on the floor. <laughs> they put me yep. right to bed. That'll oh, happen. Oh man. Yeah. They're one of those bands where you're like, Oh, I love that band, but see them live. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but man, honestly though, I know I'm like all over the place. I've given you like eight of them, but one of the ones like I've told our buddy Brad this, like, I like Incubus. Like I really appreciate Incubus. I, they they might not be in my like top twenty even of like favorite artists of all time. I mean, Morning View is a phenomenal album. You can't touch that shit. But when I saw them live at I think it was Jexa at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I saw them, I think Brad was at that concert too. That exact same concert. We just didn't know each other at the time. Um, I went with my sister and uh, we were both super stoked to see them. We had never seen them before. You know, they were touring a new album, which we didn't care about. We just wanted their 90s shit. But um, the the concert starts and they get, I think they get one song out and then it starts raining like so, so hard. And, and, and I mean, it's a full on thunderstorm. I mean, it's full on storm. And so they go off stage, you know, they, they, they leave for like, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. And then they come back out and they're like, you know, we're just going to go ahead and play anyways. We're not, we're far away off from the rain. We're, we're fine with it. You know, we're going to go with it. We're going to do it. Like everybody that's in the lawn, you know, come in, just, just everybody just, you know, who cares? The venue has their money, just scoot in and everybody just enjoy a show. And so everybody (laughs) scoots in from the lawn into the, you know, amphitheater part, like into the covered part. And so like we got better seats <laughs> and then, uh, cause I was one of the lawn folk and then, um, cause I think this is like 2012. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they, they put on a phenomenal show. They only play like two new songs, which is always great. Um, but just something about the setting of, you know, they're playing like nice to know you or like, um, dig or uh, 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 pardon me and shit like that. And they're playing that. And then in the background, you can see like the, the top of like the Dallas skyline and the, 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 the Ferris wheel from the state fair. And then it's just raining like crazy hard. And there's just lightning just going everywhere. It's just, it's just like, it's just madness. So in the middle of this, like true, the life rock concert, there's just like the background is just chaos and just like, just like lightning and like flashing. The lightning was more light, light, like dynamic lighting than their lights. You know, it's like, so you had like their lights and their little setups and visuals flexing and like moving and like going off. But then behind us, you had like, we, we were, the audience was backlit. So it's almost like, I don't know, to me, that's, I I mean, who knows, maybe I, I'm describing the, 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 the future of, of concerts. Maybe the next move is now you're going to add a backlight to the, to the audience. So you're getting hit from everywhere. But like, it was just such a, 
a, a unique experience to be literally on the edge of like the audience in the middle of like the storm right behind us, just like going nuts. I mean, it was like a full on thunderstorm and they just didn't give a shit and they're just rocking out. And so it's just like, I don't know, man, you, you talk about rock and roll as you know, a thunderous force and you put it on <laughs> top of literal thunder. It's, it's going to shake you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, I've been to ACL three or four times and maybe it was 2009 when it rained like all day Saturday mm. and, uh, man, it was fun. Like it's not, I wouldn't do it anymore. Like I would have left now, but yeah. you know, when I was, <laughs> when I was 20 years old, I was like, yeah, it was a little rain. Um, yeah. Right. And you're like, I'm going to go see this guy. He's going to be something. And it's like, they never release an album again. You're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I did want to mention one last show mm. from that, that 2008, like magical mm-hmm. year, um, <laughs> at ACL, as a matter of fact, I saw Robert Plant and Allison Krauss. Oh, nice. Um, and it was a bummer because Beck was also playing, um, oh, and at so the same I, time. Yeah. And Damn, that's like the worst. I mean, I know. like, uh, it, it, it's like. It, it is the only problem I think a music head has with the festival. Yeah. Truly is like, Oh, what a, what a savings, what a convenience, you know, to be able to see everybody. And it's like a whole big event. You know, like I can't wait to see, you know, Kendrick Lamar. And I also can't wait to see Coldplay. And then like you get there the day of, and you're like, Oh, it's the same exact time. Yeah. <laughs> like, Damn it. Well, that's- now I have to actually just figure out which one I'm a fan of more. <laughs> Yeah, and like, and like I I chose to watch most of Robert Plant and Allison Krauss. Um, my logic at the time was, well, you know, the odds are Robert Plant is going to die before Deck Beck does, and Beck, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and but I'll tell yeah. you what, um, seeing Robert Plant and Allison Krauss was great because I mean, first off, Allison Krauss has one of those voices, um, just a, a beautiful voice and it's more country and bluegrass but that's mm-hmm. also kind of what that album was that they did right um and it really fit you know they there was a cover of of black dog on that album and then during the show it seems like they played one other um zep song but i can't remember what it is anymore but you know i will say this about allison Krauss, and it it is it is such a funny thing because i've watched interviews and she seems like an incredibly pleasant very nice person Mm-hmm. Um, but she has a little, a little RBF. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and if you, if you don't know what RBF is, just Google it. Um, well, I mean, that, I mean, he, plant kind of does too. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. To be fair, but you know, Allison Krauss just looked like she wasn't having any fun mm. <laughs> and they kept like zooming in on her face and I'm like, Oh my God, you're sharing a stage with Robert plant. Would you please freaking smile a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would give the entire left side of my body to do that. <laughs> like, you know? To talk but, nonsense to him. Yeah, I know. And it's like, I'm, I'm sure she was having fun and, and it was still a right. great show. I'm not, I'm not. And, and yeah. I truly am a fan of Alison Krauss. So I don't, I don't sure. want people sending I mean, Sam letters talking about how bad I'm, days too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just don't want you and to Robert get, could drink her coffee letters. before they went on. For all you. <laughs> yeah. Damn it is whatever. Yeah. We'll go. We'll, we'll go. We'll still do the show, but I'm not happy. 
Yeah, exactly. So, um, but I did, I made it back in time to catch the last like two Beck tracks. And I do remember he mm-hmm. closed with where it's at, which, nice. uh, you know, this is just always a crowd pleaser. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I was actually in a similar situation in 2012 or 13, uh, I realize now my example about Kendrick was, was actually kind of relative to me, um, that there was a year that Kanye and Coldplay was closing at the same time. And I had never seen Coldplay live and, and they were touring with that one album with, um, paradise on it. Zylo. Oh yeah. um, Whatever it is. That's when they started to get more poppy, you know, uh, or like super poppy. Um, but you know, I was there for like the earlier stuff and they did play some of it and it was great. And then we saw like the tail end of Kanye, uh, just because I was there with my buddy and he was much more into, you know, Coldplay than the other one. So I just took it, you know, it is what it is. And I was just happy to be there. Uh, but dude, like when we saw Kanye, that was awesome. Cause he was touring, uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Um, and so he, he was, he was, uh, I mean, he had his, his, his MPC in front of him and, and I, I don't know if he had a DJ like in the background that would fill it in or whatever at some point, but he was building the beat live or at least, you know, he made it like look that way. I mean, he would like play all the parts of the song that we knew what he was doing and then put it together. And then like, he had like ballerinas dancing and it was just like this like whole like epic thing. It was, wow. I don't know, it's, it's what you would expect out of him. Um, it was super cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, there's been a lot of really great experiences at ACL. I got to see Dave Grohl uh, with the Foo Fighters. Um, nice. Uh, but I got to see him on the tour where he broke his leg. And so he was on the throne, that like <laughs> guitar throne. And he had his big like cast leg just up in the air and just like, yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was pretty cool. Um Got to see the weekend there. I think it was at the same time. They were playing at the same time. So we did a little half and half. Um, the weekends was pretty intense because it was literally like just him on this like really lifted stage. Like he wasn't just like the stage is like 10 feet above us and then he's there. It's like the stage is 10 feet above us, but then there's like a lifted part that goes like another like 15 feet or like 20 feet or like something. <laughs> and he was just like up there, man, just dancing, doing his own thing. It was just like a bunch of visuals and stuff. That was, that was cool. <laughs> He's a phenomenal vocalist, man. Um, uh, and then like, Oh, oh well recently, you know, I saw Bonavir uh, last weekend. Um, that was really cool. That was quite an experience just personally, because uh, there's a lot of, of their music. That's very, um, dear to me just because of, um, people that are close to me that have shared his music with me or like also, you know, really respect his music and just like, you know, listening to some of those albums during like really pivotal moments in my life. And it just, it's always tied to like something that feels characteristic of me or, or just something worth looking back at. And so to be able to see them live, they're one of those like alternative kind of like artsy acts where I, I wasn't sure how they would do it, you know, cause they're so kind of eclectic in certain ways and, but they've also evolved a lot. So I didn't know like what to ex- ex- uh, expect or whatever, but man, they, I, I, I assume they, they lined up the concert this way because it was around the 10th anniversary of their self-titled album, Bonavir, but they opened it and closed it with the opening and closing tracks from Bonavir, the, the album. Nice. Um, and that was just like poetry to me. Like 
because that, like I said before, I mean, I think it was one of the first things I said on this, on this podcast was, was that's one of my favorite albums of theirs. And so the fact that they started it with Perth and then ended it with Beth rest, like, cause they, they left, they left on like a newer song and then they came back for the encore and they're like, all right, we're going to do one more song for you. It's kind of a different song. It's about death and it's like a psychedelic look at death, I guess you could say. All right, well, let's jump into it. And then like, they just like, then the synthesizer cuts through. I'm like, oh shit. And I was like, I can't believe it. They're <laughs> ending it with the song. They're closing it. They're closing the concert out with the album closer. Like, what else do you want? You know, like, I mean, like when you're one of those people that really reveres an album, like that's like, that's kind of like the best thing when you're like, you're going to finish it with the thing I've always heard you finish, you know, that you're peace with like, right. Ugh, it's just, it's just rhythmic. It's just poetic. It's just great. You know, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So that was, that was beautiful. I, I, and I got to see it with my, my brother and uh, my brother-in-law and my sister. Um, and they're huge fans. So it was a great, really great time at the, it was at the Toyota music factory. Just, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Super good. Um, you know, I saw the Foo Fighters once and, and mm. that was also at ACL and I want to say that was 2007, but it might've been 2008. All, all I know is when I was leaving Austin, cause they, they were the Sunday headliner. Oh yeah. And all I know is when I was leaving Austin, I got maybe 15 minutes away from my parking spot before I had to find a gas station and like buy a Red Bull. Cause I was so, so exhausted <laughs> just I, cause we did it whatever year that was I, in 2007 and 2008, we really did ACL ride. I mean, we, we got there like when the gates opened on Friday morning mm -hmm. and, and Saturday morning and Sunday morning and stayed the whole day. I mean, and I, I was I was sunburned and just exhausted, um, <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that Sunday when I was heading back to wherever I, I can't remember if I was heading back to San Marcos or College Station, but either way, I, I mean seriously, I got like ten or fifteen minutes outside or like from my parking spot. <laughs> and had to this stop is dangerous. By Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean College Station would have been like an hour and a half, but yeah. it, if I if I was just going back to San Marcos, I mean that was a thirty minute drive that I couldn't right. make. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I mean I I was in the same scenario actually. Yeah. I did all three. I did all three full days of ACL one year and was staying with a friend out in San Marcos, like literally the same scenario to a T while living in College Station. <laughs> and so I was like in the same scenario, but. I went to P. Terry's instead and got a veggie burger to wake me up, I guess. That's what I did. <laughs> so that's a sentence that's never going to come out of my mouth. I got a veggie <laughs> burger to wake me up. Um. <laughs> I was just hungry. I could tell I was tired, like super tired, but I, got, I could also tell I was super hungry. Yeah. Um, I prioritized that. And I also just felt like caffeine would just kept me up way too much. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean. But anyways, you know. yeah. <laughs> um. I did want to mention one other like huge show I saw that turned out to be, I, I mean, just everything I expected and more. Mm. And that was seeing Roger Waters um, do The Wall, the wall all the way yeah. through um, in 2012. Well, and that was in Austin at the Irwin Center. Um, that's uh, where the University of Texas plays its basketball games. And okay. um, nice. It was, um, and you know, I'm, I'm wary of like stadium shows like that. I mean, I mean, cause sure. like 
I, I saw Elton John at the American Airlines Center and it was good, but it just, it was so big. I saw Paul McCartney in Lubbock and oh, it right. was, I mean, and Paul McCartney put on a great show. It just, it, it feels so impersonal when you're in a, right. Yeah. You know, like um, we saw McCartney with my parents at Ranger stadium and that felt a little different. I don't know yeah. why it felt a little different. Maybe cause it was like kind of open, you know, outside ish, you know? Yeah. I th- I could see that, um, but you know Roger Waters in the Irwin Center. I mean, it's a basketball stadium. It holds I don't know twenty thousand people, whatever it is. Mm. Um, but it was incredible because from the first moment of the first song, they start building a wall behind the stage, block by oh. block. They have these big. I mean, I'm assuming they're not bricks. You know, but, <laughs> yeah. you know they have these big, you know, cardboard or foam. Uh, blocks and they they mm-hmm. literally throughout the course of the album they are literally building a wall and wow. then That's when cool. they get to the second half of the of of you know um, side four of the album <laughs> um, <laughs> you know they start knocking it down as Pink the protagonist you know gets a little mm-hmm. more rebellious but that was a great show um, G. E. Smith was on lead guitar. G. E. Smith was the leader of the Saturday Night Live band for several years. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And is is kind of a virtuoso. I mean, he. Mm-hmm. I, I've listened to. I mean, he's really he's kind of up a in some guy. stuff. Yeah, mm, yeah. Um, but he was great. He, you know, he did all of David Gilmore's parts beautifully, um, or all of his guitar parts. They had someone else singing. David I wonder Gilmore's how parts. that would have would have felt. Can you imagine being approached and be like, hey, you're a stellar guitarist. Like, oh, thanks, man. I really respect you, too. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, hey, uh, so I'm going to do a tour. I want you to do all of the Gilmore parts. I'm like, no. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, however he reacted, he certainly nailed yeah. the part. Um, he he cool. passed the audition. Uh, that's crazy. Dude, yeah. When we, that- when, uh, it was it was just a great show, and then I I also I saw that with uh, with my best friend and his dad, and and um, his dad is he was one of the early musical forces in my life, driving me away from pop and country. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, shout out to Andy Combs if you're listening. I am forever in your debt for introducing me to Pink Floyd. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. That was a great show. <laughs> That's cool, man. Um, yeah, one of the shows um, that I wanted to bring up that's kind of in the same vein of what you described, um, what you prefaced what you were saying with is talking about stadium shows and stuff. Like me and my buddy, Jesse, like always said, like we're, we're huge Childish Gambino fans. And um, by the time we became fans, and I'm not talking about like way later, I'm talking about like 2011, <laughs> he, he like, it wasn't coming to Texas. Like he, the dude doesn't tour. He's just busy and like would only do like a handful of like cities that he selected, you know? And so he was never here. Um, you know, and that's one of the shows I say that like, I, I wish I could have gone to live is the last time he w- he was here because the last time he was here before that he did like his stand up and the concert, like that's how long it was. And right. so when he came back, it was 2000, it was, it was, um, this is America. It was the tour for that. So that was like 2016, I think. Um, so when that got announced, man, I was all over it. Like I, like the pre-sale tickets sold out like so fast, and I, I was lucky to get one or, or enough for us. 
Um, and we weren't, we weren't even that close. And me and my buddy like said like, man, well, you know, we're going to invest some money into this because we've been wanting to see him for so long. And, um, and we did, and we were, I don't know, it was at American Airlines Center. So like we threw down some money, but we were, we were still like a good ways from the stage, but, right. um, phenomenal show. Uh, he played a great mix of his catalog, but that show was very unique because he, I, I, he might've injured his foot prior, but he announced that he broke his foot that night and ended early and then ended the tour right there. And then, wow, like ended the whole rest of the tour that night. And so that was pretty intense. Eventually I think he, he, he came back and started to do some of the cities that he missed. But then if I'm not mistaken, I don't think he did or like he it was just, it took a forever for him to do it again because of scheduling and all that. Right. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of a unique experience because I was satisfied just the fact, I mean, he could have played one song and I'm like, I can't believe we, we saw it. <laughs> um, but you know, there's a lot of people like frustrated that like, Oh man, we didn't get to see the whole show. But I thought, I just thought it was an interesting experience that, you know, we, we saw the very end of his tour that they weren't planning for, you know, or like whatever, just to experience that because there was a moment where he, he, he gets off stage and I had seen this on Instagram that he was doing this, like at every show he'd go off stage and walk through the crowd into like, cause you know, every stadium has like some kind of connecting mezzanine or like some kind of like outside uh, hallway, whatever circular thing. So he right. would walk, dance through the crowd to that run or be driven to the other side, like the whole other side and then come out the other side and come back out on the stage. That was his little shtick for that tour. And, and so he did it, he did it in Dallas, but then like two songs after that, he just starts laying on the stage and he's just laying there. And I was like, is he just doing some kind of like Marvin Gaye, like, you know, sensual <laughs> singing thing, but like, no, he was injured <laughs> and he never got up. And then when he got up, like the lights cut out and they're like, we're sorry, but you know, Due, due to some unfortunate, you know, an unfortunate injury, we'll have to, you know, in tonight early or whatever. But so that was kind of, that was pretty unique, <laughs> man. But he put on a phenomenal show. You know, his voice was amazing. I've, I, let me tell you, I've, I've broken a foot. I broke my right foot mm. twice in a span of about eight months, which I suppose means I didn't oh, actually wow. let it heal before I broke it again. But mm. uh, <laughs> Let me tell you, it does not take much to break a foot and uh, it is pretty uncomfortable. Like I, I haven't, I've been very fortunate. I've not broken other bones. I've dislocated all of my fingers and had a tooth knocked out uh, and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> all, all playing sports. I mean, nothing nefarious. It's not like I had some like <laughs> underground street my, boxing career. Yeah, it's but, my pre-lawyer days in the fight club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me and my fighting partner, Tyler Durden. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I, you know, I, the first time I broke my foot, it was like really uncomfortable and it, I didn't, but it wasn't like painful, painful, Mm -hmm. And then just out of nowhere, it was just this unbearable pain. And then I couldn't even like, I had to lie down. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I, I remember I was at the YMCA and I remember like lying down on the sidelines, just trying to move my foot. And by that time I'd been injured a million times. So I kind of knew how to check for stuff. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was like, well, I guess something's wrong, but it was my right foot. And, uh, I ended up driving to the doctor 
(laughs) with my left foot, which, uh, (laughs) you know, is super safe and recommended by all driver safety (laughs) experts. Um, and, uh, at least I didn't have a stick shift at the time. The car after that was a stick. Mm, That would have been really tough, but, uh, (laughs) but yeah, it was, uh, yeah. And then they were like, Oh yeah, you have a fracture running across all five meta tarsals or whatever they are. Um, (laughs) So yeah, it's, I I feel Gambino's pain on that one. It's I I, I see why he just laid down. <laughs> mm. Yeah, man, it's rough. Um, well, I you probably know, have a couple more. I was throwing that out, but oh yeah, yeah, I've I've got I've got two kind of esoteric ones that won't take long, and then one kind of fun story. Um, all the all. That's- I'll, t- I'll tell the fun story because it won't yeah. take long. Um, <laughs> in 2004, Dallas hosted the Eric Clapton Crossroads Blues yeah. Festival. And I was 15 and I'm not going to name names like I normally would because uh, I don't if on the off chance people's parents are listening, I don't want to get anyone else in trouble. Um <laughs> So it was a Saturday in June. Well, it was was a multi-day thing, but on a Saturday in June, um, some friends and I drove down to Fair Park and snuck into the Crossroads Blues Festival. Oh, wow. Nice. (laughs) And it it was at Fair Park and they had two stages. They had one um, kind of in some little area that I think is not far from the midway when the fair is in town. But then they also had the main stage, which was actually in the Cotton Bowl. Mm. Um, And I jumped a fence at the Cotton Bowl. (laughs) Um, Sam's looking at me like he can't believe it because right now I'm in no shape to jump over a fence. But I used to be very (laughs) athletic. Uh, (laughs) And now I would need a forklift to get over a fence. But um, but you know, back then I jumped the fence, but on my way down, I lost my grip and the, the top of the chain link cut my jeans. Um, and I had this big, long scrape going down my calf (laughs) that was bleeding lightly. And by the, you know, by the time we left, I had this like cake of dried blood in my left sock, but, uh, (laughs) but we, uh, yeah, we snuck in and this was, I wasn't really into the blues the same way I am now. Um, Mm. but we saw a lot of really good guys that I didn't realize we were seeing until much later. Mm. (laughs) Right. Um, I saw Joe Bonamassa. I saw Sonny Landreth. I saw uh, JJ Kale played oh, wow, yeah. on, on Saturday. I mean, it was it was crazy. And Eric Clapton came out and played with a couple people. I saw Buddy Guy, and Buddy mm. Guy I did know because Buddy Guy was a um, very important person in Stevie Ray Vaughan's life. Yeah. Um, but man, that was so much fun. And the only regret I have is the fact that I was 15 and didn't know dick about the guys playing. <laughs> you know, if I could go yeah. back, if I could time travel to that concert, I would probably enjoy it a lot more now. Not that I didn't enjoy it. It's just, you know, it's anytime you're seeing a bunch of people who you don't really know who they are, that lack of familiarity can sometimes diminish the amount of fun that is even possible. Um, sure. Cause you're just using more energy on observation rather than like, yeah. Confirmation. I guess. Right. But it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That was, um, but yeah, my, uh, <laughs> my Levi five Oh ones never recovered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> RIP. Yeah. Change, changed into basketball shorts on the way home. And, um, my mom didn't ask any questions. So, 
And in fact, <laughs> I don't think that they know I did that to this day. Um, and, you know, I hate that they are not listeners because this is a fun podcast. But, uh, you know, if they never find out, that's OK, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, who knows? Someday they might just get Snoopy and, and listen, listen in just to get some insight onto your past. <laughs> I thought oh, I knew man. our son. <laughs> My my biggest fear is that when they move out of the house they're in now, they're going to like find something in my, like they'll find my bloody jeans somewhere in my bedroom and be like, what happened? Did you kill someone? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I was not a, 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 like, I, I was a below average mischievous kid. I didn't, I didn't do my, like, I, you know, I would do a lot of mischievous teenage things, but like, mm -hmm. you know, completely leaving the county and then sneaking into a very well security event was was outside of my personality so, uh, of course they'd probably laugh now but uh, you know i'm in my 30s what are they gonna do ground me yeah. <laughs> no phone for a week to limitations parents <laughs> they're, they're gonna take take the actual telephone out of my room like they used to <laughs> yeah. from the wall jack oh no one of those clear phones yeah had to walk all the way to the kitchen and use that phone um <laughs> and use the 30 foot extension cable yeah cord. um and then it, these two last things just two kind of less lesser well-known uh groups yeah. Shiny Ribs, kind of an Austin um, yeah. legend, and and I know we've talked about them recently, so I won't talk about them much. But Shiny Ribs, it's all one word: S H I N Y R I B S. Look them up; they're fantastic. And then Big Sam's Funky Nation, which is a band hmm. I've seen probably four or five times, um, just because they always seem to be playing at festivals or opening for people that I was actually there to see. Mm -hmm. Um, they're kind of a jazz blues band out of new Orleans. Hmm. Um, and let me tell you something, big Sam freaking brings it every show. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it is, it's like the bids, you know, bringing it all back home, going back to the Ben folds thing. Mm -hmm. It is just so much fun to be present for their shows mm -hmm. that it, it is, I, I mean, for my, I mean, I would pay way more than their average ticket price just to see them. That's how fun they are, um, mm. because it it is just it's been a great show every time. And they play, uh, you know, they've got their own songs. They've got the, some of the kind of like you know New Orleans Delta style, whatever. Um, but then they'll do these like weird, you know, Zydeco, Calypso, blues, jazz, fusion versions of pop songs. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I can remember at, at one of the ACLs where I saw them, they did, oops, I did it again, but as a blues <laughs> band with a horn section. I mean, what? it was, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, until you've heard some like Cajun dude going, oops, I did it again. You know, I mean, you, you haven't lived but it makes you sense. Britney know. Spears is from Louisiana. She probably actually sounds like that. Uh, <laughs> oh, is she really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you know, the hashtag free Britney movement had me learn a lot more about uh, Britney Spears <laughs> than I ever intended. <laughs> Which, by the way, good for her. I'm I'm glad that she is in a yeah, oh, yeah. better position now. Um, yeah. <laughs> you no. Know. 
but yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good one. But yeah, that's true though. That's, that's always a great dynamic in like live music is when you can take a genre that you, you put it in a certain lane, but then you merge it with like a total, like, yeah, like some kind of pop sensation that you're like, what, that never related to that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but if you can do it, then that just proves your musicianship. But uh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, let's see. Um, I'll, I'll do two more and then like a local favorite. How about that? Sure. Um, so the first one's one I've talked with you about on the show, so I won't talk about too much, but it was just such a experience, like not just surreal and the fact that like I was seeing these three prime musicians doing their thing and just executing like brilliantly but also the fact that I got to interact with one before the show even started. And that is Pat Metheny and um, the side eye trio with uh, James Francis and Joe Dyson. Uh, you know, it was at the majestic theater, which is a beautiful theater. Great know. venue. Yeah. Um, you know, as an old, older concert goer now, <laughs> uh, Assigned seating is such a blessing. (laughs) 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 And, and it's just, you know, kills every anxious thought of going to a concert I've ever had. (laughs) And you're just over there losing it because I know you, you understand. (laughs) I had to mute the microphone. That's, I was, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I I was talking to my wife last night and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about all these great shows, but now all I can think about is how much like cyclobenzaprine I would have to take afterwards. So my back and legs wouldn't hurt so damn much. Or like, or like I accidentally locked my knees. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Trying, trying to waddle to the bathroom so you can pass out without. (laughs) Well, it's like, it's multifaceted. It's, it's like, it's that part, like just for endurance purposes. Cause like, yeah, who knows if you're going to see some like three hour jazz band or like three jam yeah. band or some shit. <laughs> but then also it's just nice, man. Like you're not having to compete with some punk who just got there two hours late and is pushing to the front with his drunk girlfriend. It's like, get out of the way, you know? And so it's like, I'm sitting at my seat next to this guy who I don't know, but like, Hey, at least like he's happy to be here in yeah. his assigned seat with our armrest, you know, keeping us apart. But, um, it's just so funny. Like every time a concert gets announced and I'm like, Oh, I love the Granada. But then like when, you know, it's like, let's go to that show. But then like another show gets announced and it's like, it's at, you know, I don't know the music factory, like whatever, or like Jexa or, or Dos Equis, whatever it is now. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Assigned seating. Perfect. You know, we can show up <laughs> when this, when the show starts, you know, it's like, we like, there's like, it just takes so much stress out of it, you know, it really but anyways, does. uh, yeah, being at the Majestic, seeing a group that I've just wanted, I've won, at that point, I'd waited like a year, like since it was, since the album had come out almost, like I just been waiting or like just excited to like hopefully see it live. And I was, and then to get the surreal, you know, message from Joe just the night before saying like, hey man, if you can come out, we can definitely do an interview before the show kicks off. And yeah, that was just surreal. Um, and for him to take me on stage and walk me through their setups, um, well, at least his, because Francie's, his uh, pianos were all covered up. But, you know, I got to see Matheny's 42 string guitar, like, you know, it was like six inches away from me. And uh, yeah, it was just nuts. And then to see them 
perform and just, I don't know, you know, play a bunch of stuff, you know, some of his older stuff, some of the, the side eye stuff and new stuff that I didn't know what they were playing. It was just proficiency to the max. I mean, my God, like all three of them were just virtuosos. And, uh, but Joe, I mean, just to be able to hear his story and then to see that guy go up on stage, be his performer, you know, self and just execute and just, you know, just, just thrill people left and right was just, I don't know. Uh, it was beautiful, man. Oh, That's yeah. all I can say. Yeah, I, um, I was I was jealous. I don't know why I said was. I'm still jealous. I, I mean, <laughs> I was like supremely jealous. For the, I mean, there were like three days after after you were telling me about that when like my wife and I would be watching just TV or whatever, and I'd be like, I can't freaking believe Sam got to do that. <laughs> she's she's like, oh my god! I'm like, yeah, it was awesome. She goes, do you even do you even know that drummer? I was like, no, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's incredible. You kidding me? Uh, oh man! Well, yes, and like you so know, funny. and and there's also just that dynamic too. Is that they, you know, they made you put your phones away, like turn off, turn them off, and then ushers were like inspecting the crowd, making sure that no one was doing that. And there was just like that air of like seriousness, not like oh, like oh, you know, the teachers walking around, you know, but like, like you almost like you're in church and everyone should be respecting it, like. Right. Yeah, like don't have your fucking phone out. Like, you know, it was like that, not like, oh, you know, he's texting his buddy, like, you know, like he's getting away with it. It was like, yeah, don't take that out, dude. What are you doing? You're not even paying attention to the spectacle in front of you, you know. You know how much work they've done, you know, to be able to to pull it off in the manner that they do. Um so yeah, I did, you know, just like when a comedian does that, I just think it adds an extra layer of seriousness, but I was already taking it fucking serious, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, super great, very unique. Um Another uh, recent concert uh, for me would be the Kurungbin uh, concert at the studio. Um, or no, I wasn't at the studio. I was at the factory at Deep Elm, the full one. That was great. Um, phenomenal show. But the part that made it um, super memorable, because, uh, you know, I mean, Kurungbin's really chill. So, I mean, their visuals and stuff are going to be nice and, and it will, will flow well. But it's not like they surprised me with like covers that they did. Like they did, I think they did like a cool in the gang cover and like some like other like random songs um, that I wasn't expecting. And that was fun. That was, that was cool, but it was very chill. I mean the whole, you know, it's like the XX almost. It's just, it's going to be cool. It's going to be different, but it's going to be super chill. (laughs) And so like, that was super cool. But the most uh, lively part from the crowd, um, like reception and just like me being excited. um, And I had some insight. I, the someone working at the venue had already told me. And so I was just like waiting for it to happen was their encore was with Leon bridges and right. they did like Texas sun and, and, and an unreleased song, um, which they released on Texas moon that just came out recently. Um, so that was crazy. I mean, everybody in that venue, cause I mean, you're in Texas, uh, just lost their mind when, right. when he walked out and, you know, in his, in his flashy outfits as he does. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I just killed it. Um, so that was awesome just to be able, cause I, 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 I'd seen Leon Bridges on his first tour, um, for his first album back in 2015. Um, and I hadn't seen him since just because I, I, I wasn't in the city the last couple of times he had toured through here. And so it was great to, to not just see Karungbin, but then also see him again and for them to, you know, put their collaboration on display and, to you know, give us a sneak peek into Texas moon. So that was, that was awesome. Um, you know, the last one I want to give a shout out to is a, 
a, a local group. Um, their drummer is a good friend of mine, uh, Medrick Greeley. Uh, the, the group is try more mojo is what they're called. Uh, I've seen them a couple of times, man. They, they're just such a, they describe their sound as space funk. Uh, <laughs> they're, they, they just have, they, they're just so, they, their vibe is just so energetic and lively and just, they come correct, man. I mean, they just, they show up and they're just ready to, 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 to put their energy out. I mean, that's how like all four, like all four of them are, they're just energetic people. And like when you, that, that's, what's awesome about seeing them too, you know, like that, that's another part of seeing a live show is like, they might be good. They might be really proficient. They might have good content already, but when they can come and, and, and perform live and they're having fun or they're they're being really theatrical with it because they're really enjoying it. Like that's like that, that just gives me an extra like umph of like happiness because like they're happy too. It's not just that they're doing this because it's a job, but like, man, they're like really feeling it. And, and those guys, man, they just get so into it and um, they're great. And Medrick is, is a phenomenal drummer. I mean, uh, I've seen that guy jam. I've seen him perform. I've seen him play as a DJ, uh, play as a drummer to a DJ and he just, nothing stops this guy. And, uh, they're just super fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, just to kind of wrap it up on that though, to have a, a certain type of stage presence, uh, I think really is a huge dynamic to, to, to live music, like to really not just know what you're going to play, but to almost amp it up, you know, like, like when I, when I've seen, um, I've seen father John Misty on almost all of his tours that he's come through. And every single time I've seen that guy, he is so energetic and so into it, just so theatrical. I mean, he he's playing his acoustic guitar, but he's like playing it like halfway up in the air because he's just like, he's just like so in it. And like the, I mean, the stuff he's saying is just so energetic and like just theatrical. That's the best way I can put it. Cause he's just so like, he, it, it, it's like, talking with your hands, but you're singing with your body. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and it's just, it's just amazing. It just keeps you so, you know, dialed in and, um, yeah, he puts on a, on a great show too. That's he, uh, Josh Tillman is one of the greatest performers of the last like decade. I feel like, like just his like, cause he just released a new album. That's very like fifties, very like lounge singer fifties, like, uh, like show tune kind of stuff. And it's way different. <laughs> and like, I'm not, I, I will say this, like, I'm not going to be one to like champion that album, but like, man, like his other albums are like, they're just like super phenomenal. And like when he comes to perform, it's just like, he just takes it so seriously and really gives his all. And I don't know, there's this always, you know, you always got to appreciate someone for doing that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man, this was, uh, this is a fun one. I, I love yeah. love revisiting and reliving concerts. And man, it's uh, yeah. Not not to mention when Sam and I saw Dead and Company in October. That was mm. that was a pretty good show. Uh, yeah, that was phenomenal. Yeah, that was the first Dead and Company. Well, I've only seen two, but I the last time I saw them, I don't think they did the whole like drum wall thing where they did like oh, the yeah. eight minute drum solo thing with all the percussion instrument stuff just stacked on each other. That was crazy. But yeah, man, and just like, yeah, I mean, John Mayer is just always a, a spectacle, man. I mean, yeah. I watch his little, you know, reels and clips and stuff from his like tours and stuff, or, like his current one with Sob Rock and like, 
God, man, he just like makes it look so easy. But I mean, he's just, yeah. he's just been eating and breathing it, you know? So. Yeah. He just, he absolutely shreds and it looks like he's not trying even a little bit. And yeah. Yeah. You know, and he shows you, you up know, just like in a casual outfit and he's like, all right, yeah. Let me like, you know, rip yeah. your face off really quick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and you know, he only gets to that point by putting in thousands upon thousands and thousands and thousands yeah. of hours of practice and experience, but it's yeah. just, uh, unreal like i can't believe he even has fingerprints anymore on his left hand <laughs> like yeah. mean, you know they're, they're all serrated <laughs> yeah you would you would think and he uses his thumb um you know on the on the low e a lot and oh, like yeah, Steve yeah, Ray yeah. Hawn did and and so i mean even even his thumb just has to be one giant callus <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, so, so much. I mean, you know, it's people feel whatever way about John Mayer's music, and I I get it. I mean, there are, there are plenty of John Mayer songs I don't like. I don't like Daughters. I think Daughters is a terrible song. Um, <laughs> but it, but you know, it just he is still just so much fun to watch because if you know even a little bit about playing the guitar and you watch him, you're just like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm pretty sure this guy's been handling yeah. this instrument for the good amount of time, way yeah. longer than I've touched my car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, I think this guy might actually be pretty good. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that, that's always like a crazy thing too. When you ask like the pros, like how many how many hours do you think you've put into practicing? And you're like, well, and and they try and break it down and like, yeah, I, I wouldn't consider myself a master yet. Cause I'm not to this point or like, I've played this many shows, but I haven't practiced as many hours. So I just don't think I'm there yet, you know, and, and they've achieved all these things, but you just, yeah, I don't know. That's a part <laughs> of the kind of the bag though, of being that guitar obsessed person is you just, you, 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 you want to know every nook and cranny. You want to find every dark corner and make sure you're aware of it. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and that, what that, that's what's cool about John Mayer and like why like he didn't just stay in his own lane and was like, well, I'm just John Mayer. I just do the John Mayer thing. It's like he bounces around. He does a lot of covers. He honors a lot of musicians across the board and, and in doing, you know, Dead & Co, you know, being a clear, you know, embrace of like Grateful Dead and stuff. I mean, like that's really cool, you know, to hear from like, you know, someone and, uh, or, um, even some of, or like the, like what you said, you know, and the fact that he, he was playing, you know, Stevie Ray in Texas, it's like, it's like, he's not just like a, a, a pop music person or like a guy that wanted to get out like a few good songs. Like he just, he really respects music, um, you know, as a service and as a lifestyle or whatever. Yep. So yeah, he uh, he studies in music's library and he worships at music's altar, and I yeah. think that that is, uh, I think that that apparent. is commendable. Yeah, and and apparent. Yeah, um, yeah. man. But yeah, that, yeah, and grateful Dead and Co. Yeah, I'm really glad we got to see that because I the the last time I saw them, it was like a wedding gift, and a buddy was like, "Oh, you gotta go with us." And so um, I was really glad he he took me, and then I got to go with you because like, yeah, it's it's a great. And I think they actually just rebranded. I think I just saw a statement about that, that moving forward. I think they're called Forever Dead now. <laughs> oh, I wonder Dead if they Co. got Phil Lesh back or something. Huh. It's, I think their their idea was, because they had like this little press release, was um, given the idea of Dead & Co. is that if, if a member leaves or passes and needs to be replaced, 
that they are accepting that idea that that will happen. But the fact that they are accepting that people can be replaced, they want to rename it underneath that understanding. And so now it's going to be called forever dead instead, I guess, moving forward, I guess whenever this current lineup changes, that's what they'll be called or maybe, I don't know, but that's what they said. This was just yesterday, I think. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. Yeah, you know, I just, the only reason why I know is because someone in my circle is a huge deadhead and they're like, check this out. And I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Man, okay. Well, yeah. well, when they when they come back in the fall, uh, the Grateful Dead historically never did well in the heat because Jerry Garcia didn't like the heat. And so mm. they, they don't come to Texas in the summer. In the summer, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, huh. we got to go see them again, though. <laughs> hey, I was going to tell you, you know, I recently interviewed someone that actually got to see the Grateful Dead when they were still the original lineup or, or at least when Jerry was still around. Really? That was crazy. Yeah. What did they something. say about that? Oh, they said it was pretty crazy. Um, apparently, because I don't know much about this era of the dead, but he said it was during the time, it was the tour that Jerry was on his like comeback tour after having a coma and relearning the guitar. Yeah. So it would have been early 90s. Probably. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Might yeah, have, might have had up. Bruce Hornsby on, on keyboards during that time. Oh. Which, which, but would yeah, be cool. he was, he was saying how, cause we were talking about like music purists and snobbery. And he was saying how, like, even then, like, you know, he was saying, like, oh, it was a great show. And he's like, and there's people like, yeah, but, you know, he was better before the coma or like whatever <laughs> stuff like that. He's like, God, he le- relearned to play the guitar again. <laughs> yeah. Dude, people break. are dicks, man. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> people are the worst. People suck. Yeah. But hey, we but can hey. get away from people by listening to music. Yeah. That's why we listen to that's mm. why we the two of us listen to so much music is because we're sick away from the damn people. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the basically how I started the show is talking about why I listen to chill music is to keep me calm from all these stupid people. <laughs> Uh, get you some (laughs) some sonic xanax (laughs) i think that's described as men i trust (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) oh man man. well yeah this is fun man as always thanks for having me yeah man till next time